Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Andy Van Beber. This is the Voice of Reason podcast. And as always, you know, you want to you you want to tune in and you want to see the good-looking face, but we have to help out our buddy as much as we can. And so Sean will hopefully he said he's going to be uh joining us later on. So if he does, he does, and if he doesn't, he doesn't. It's okay. We love him regardless either way. So I am joined tonight, as always, by Travis Kirkendall. Travis, what is up, brother? Sorry to disappoint our listeners. It's just me with the messy hair and the scruffy beard. But <laughs> it's very it's becoming. Good. I mean, it's got that. It's got that northerner, that northern Illinois, gruff, ready Chicagoan. Hey, uh, you, you know, you, you've got the, you've got the so look. You've got so the. What I'm going for, my, and my wife hates it. I'm going for the uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi look. I'm trying to get the. Oh Maybe man, yeah. You, oh, that that's that's and that's awesome because you know. And it's gonna say hi to people like hello there. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> so how was your what was your weekend like this weekend? Uh, pretty relaxing. We didn't do a whole lot. She had to work, so we just kind of stayed home, did the normal chores, and. I'm trying to save money right now, so not doing too much. Yeah, we. I think we we were talking about that before, uh, before yeah. we went on tonight, and I was I was saying that, uh, you know, I'm. I know there are a lot of people who are hurting more than what we are, but man, I I, I told I was talking about this with Janine today. It's like we haven't lived this tight since we first got married, you know, and I mean. It just and it's and I, we we talk about it a lot, but it's just like you know we we don't yeah. we don't. I'm like I can't fill up my I I don't want to fill up my car or my truck, so I because I, I use my I use the van and the truck both to go to church on Sunday, one on Sunday morning, the other on Sunday night. And I pull in the, I pull the I pull the van into the garage with the gas light on. I said, "Well, you're staying parked for the rest of the week until Janine gets paid." <laughs> And then, yeah, right. and I was just like, you know, so it's, it is a, it, it is definitely, you know, I, I, so what are you, so what's your daily, what's your daily driver now? You, I knew you said you got a different vehicle. What's your daily driver now? My daily driver now is a 2007 Honda Civic hybrid. I get upper thirties, sometimes low forties to the gallon, just depending on how i'm driving or where i'm driving and what's your what's the price of what what's gas up there now uh it's 468 for unleaded 88 right now which is what i buy because it's cheap <laughs> i know yeah we're playing it's nice they have illinois has uh i don't know if it's just missouri has or not we have like unleaded 88 so it's like your radar unleaded 87 but they call it unleaded 88 for some reason mm -hmm. um and I guess it's for 2001 vehicles and newer. And yeah, yeah, because yeah, the like 10 to 15 cents cheaper. Yeah, though. So that's okay. So that's like the ethanol or whatever it is, or is that? The, yeah, it's supposed to. It's supposed to like burn cleaner and yeah. for the environment. So yeah, that's why it's cheaper. Which, hey, if it saves me money, why not? Well, the car still runs great. That's good. That's good. I mentioned it. Uh, this for those of you who saw on Facebook this morning. I'm going to say it at the front of our before we get into tonight's discussion if you want to visit our merch page because we are putting the order yes. in a week from tomorrow we'll be putting the our first order in if you don't want to get in on this batch that's fine but also i explained in, on a, in a facebook post post today on how to to do a be part of our free giveaway and what you need to do is share tonight's broadcast or share when I put when the uh, when we put up the the um, oh uh, Spotify couldn't think for a second but the Spotify feed tomorrow <laughs> share that and I can see who shares and the drawing is wide open and we draw your name next week on the while we're on and we will uh, and we will uh, get you set up with a nice little shirt. So you've got between now and next week, please like and share uh, this and, uh, and that'll help us out a lot and it'll help you out a lot. And we're, so I wanted to get that out of the way first, but, uh, yeah, 
I just want to say the t-shirts and jerseys are really cool. I'm like super excited to get my t-shirt I ordered. Yeah. Um, I think they're I think people are gonna be really happy if they purchase yep. it. Good quality products and it's local business that is producing it. So with all that being said, we uh so tonight is one of those unique nights that when we have a podcast and we're Don't worry, folks, it's not a it's not an inflation. We're not talking about <laughs> No, not again. Oh, yeah. All the views just went. Ah, I've seen it already. No, no, but uh, we, we actually, tonight's one of those nights that we, we, we go into and we had a, a just kind of a, a, a hodgepodge of topics that we could talk about and we can see where they go. Um, and then one of the things that we were looking at this week, and it's kind of interesting to note, is to see how. Already, and, and I know people don't want to hear about the election, but how the election for president is already starting to shape up. And uh, we, I, we've been, I shared with the guys today a couple of posts, and it kind of amazed me. The Washington Post, People Magazine, Time Magazine, your big publications are already taking these. CNN was another one who took a poll of who they would rank as the top 10 candidates for each party. And some of these, I, I don't want to say it would shock you, but some of them are really, are really unbelievable. And we want to, you know, so the, uh, the ones that let's just, we're going to go through a few names and we'll, we'll bounce these around a little bit. Let's talk about the GOP first. Obviously, you know, the top guy obviously is, old Don, and we won't talk about old Donnie T tonight, but some of these names and some of these names might surprise you. Some of these people you never heard of, but of course, number two was Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. And I, I actually talked with my brother from Florida today. He's dealing with his, he's actually dealing with COVID, uh, the new, whatever the new variant is now. And he's, he is, I said, so I said, no, no, no BS. I said, tell me what you think of if Ron DeSantis would run, would he be a candidate worth voting for? And what my brother relayed to me and some of the stuff I've read about Ron DeSantis, you know, as an educator, he scares me because of what he's done with the state education in Florida. But on the other hand, he has put, my brother told me this because he works in the mental health field down there. And he said, Florida at the beginning of DeSantis's um, administration was, was ranked 48th or 49th on spending on mental health needs. And I, of course his daughter is also autistic. And so that kind of speaks to, but since this first four years that Ron DeSantis has been in, Florida has now moved now to, right in the middle of the pack. Um, he said, as far as infrastructure, he, they, they've put a lot of, they, they put a lot of money into infrastructure in, into Florida. Um, you know, and I said, would you vote for Ron DeSantis? He said, it would be, it would, you know, I said in the primary, would you vote for him? He said, well, it depends on who would be on the ticket, but, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis to me was kind of, and he's, and, uh, I, I think I sent the guys out, two or three different and, and all of the, he he's in all the polls and on two of the polls that I sent to the guys today, uh, two well, one was from February 19th yeah. when they did an updated one of was, May 21st all this year. Right. And he's Ron DeSantis is right there in the top three. And he's so number two on both of them. yeah, is he on both of them? Number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Ron, Ron, Ron DeSantis, <laughs> Martin, Han- our buddy, Martin Hanley says, thank God. Um, uh, but you know, when you see some of the others, you know, well, they, they talked about, you know, back in February when CPAC, which is the conservative political action committee had their meeting. And of course, Donald Trump spoke, they invited Mike Pence. Mike Pence did not go to that meeting. Um, Ron DeSantis was there and the polling numbers after CPAC had them, Neck and neck, and of course Donald Trump was saying, "Oh well, you know he." But 
I don't know. Do you, do you have any thoughts on, on Ron DeSantis, Travis? I mean, I've seen some stuff on him about some of his views, and uh, I know he's a, a very conservative candidate. Uh, and I know, I think his chances really depend on what Trump's going to do. I think the whole Republican Party, it really depends on what move Trump makes. Um, but as far as Ron DeSantis, I don't, I personally have not done my due diligence and have researched him enough to truly right. get an opinion on him other than what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, so far, uh, I don't think I'd go for him. Yeah, I mean... I'd have to do way more research before. And that's the thing with the Republican side. You know, I've been, I've been jaded against the Republican party now for, for so long that, I mean, you know, like I've said many times on this podcast, the last Republican that I voted for in an an election was, um, was Mitt Romney. And of course that shows that kind of shows how long it's been, you know? And so, I, I, the Republican, the Republican Party needs to do something more for me to get me to to, to go over. Um, some of the let's look at a couple of these others here. Um, uh, they talked about what do you about Pence. What do you, what do you think about Pence right now with this whole situation with the hearing? I mean, the, so I saw here on this Washington Post they had actually moved him from four to three. Yeah. And the reason being is because what had come to light with this whole January 6th hearing and how he had handled the situation. Mike Pence. I don't know. That's uh, I, I, I don't see it. I did not know. And I watched last Thursday. Unbeknown, you know, a lot of people did not watch because they think it's all a setup and all this stuff and everything. But I watched. So, I mean, they released a lot. I mean, a lot of behind-the-scenes footage audio and one of the things they released was the radio chatter from the secret service when the when the protesters were entering the senate chamber and i mean mike mike pence was literally at one point mike pence was 40 feet away from the protesters and so they released this radio chatter of of Mike Pen- uh, of the Secret Service and these Secret Service guys are calling their families, and then you see Mike Pence and Mike Pence is I mean they've got the they show him taking him down the stairs, and I mean he wasn't he was just like come on let's go, and then he get, and then they show him like then they show the photos of him downstairs in the secure and he's like we're not leaving and he's like sir we need to know we're not leaving. And then they showed another piece of footage with Mike Pence, um, the minority majority leader of the of the Senate, and they're talking to the the Secretary of Defense and our Homeland Security or whatever it was, and he was just like, "Okay, you tell me when can we be safe? When? Because we're not leaving, you know." And to me, Mike Pence gained a lot of credit with me as someone who, you know who abided by what the constitution said. You know, we, we asked this week's, actually this week's survey, I asked what, what are some of the qualities that you, that you want to see in a president and an American president. And one of the things, one of the choices I gave was, um, honesty, boldness, courage, Ability to reach across the aisle, compassion, and respectful. And out of all of those, honesty took 54% wanted honesty. And then second place was ability to reach across the aisle. Mike Pence to me, you know, and say what you will. And I know some people don't really care about it, the fact of him being, you know, a Christian. and every, But Mike Pence is one of those guys who stick, who had stuck to his guns and didn't sell out. And, and he also didn't, he also in my opinion, didn't get caught up in the whole evangelical right-wing craziness. You know, he, he just kept a steady course, and he kept a low profile like most VPs do. Yeah. But, yeah. When it, but when it came to his job, you know, 
And how much of, and then they, you know, they released, they talked a lot about the text that went back and forth between Pence and Trump. And again, I don't like this word, but Trump said, stop being a pussy and do what I want you to do, you know. <laughs> and Pence is like, I'm not breaking the law. There's nothing constitutionally I can do, you know. And to me, and of course, that, and of course, I think that's going to be, I mean, don't you think that's, that's going to be the greatest thing that's going to be the greatest roadblock to some of these mid-right Republicans is, oh, he betrayed us. I mean, do you think that that's going to be an actual, is that an actual thing that we need that, that he probably, if he makes a run, he'll have to be concerned about? I don't know what percentage of that, what the percentage of numbers is that, of, though, because I know, I know there are those hardcore Trump supporters that do feel that way. Is it the majority, though? I, I don't think so. I think it's. I would love. And again, you know, I don't know because it's, I've noticed, so. YouTube, for example, trust me, I'm on this topic. <laughs> uh, if you look at like um, stuff from like Tucker Carlson or like your Fox oh, News reports and stuff like that. So YouTube did away with the dislikes, but you can see how many people like the video. So like you'll watch a video of like a Fox News mm -hmm. saying whatever, and it'll have like 16,000, 20,000 likes. And then you'll go to the opposite side of the aisle and you'll watch like an NBC report or something like that. Mm -hmm. And this is like NBC. It will only have like a couple hundred likes, but it won't show the dislikes. So I see stuff like that. And that makes me wonder, you know, how much, how many people are on that side of the coin. So it could very well affect Pence for all we know. Um, I, I will say, I think a lot of people do agree with you in that. Yeah, Martin they, and that that move definitely helped Pence a lot. Yeah, as and far our as gaining a little bit of popularity. Our buddy Martin said, "I don't think that will be an issue, at least for the mid right." And that's going to be, and that was, and that yeah. was in that was in that article that yeah. that was in that article too. We brought up too, though, was many people. You know, I I keep on referring back to this. I I love and. I don't know if I call it a guilty pleasure or not, but I love the Duck Dynasty guys. I love the Duck Dynasty guys. They're, <laughs> you know, but uh, Phil Robinson, who is a, you know, he was a he was a Trump guy through and through. And then I watched this. I watched this, um, or one of my buddy, one of my coworkers sent me, and he's, you know, he's he was conservative. He is a conservative, and he sent. He said, hey, man, have you listened to the Duck Dynasty podcast? I mean, it's really, it's more of like a re religious scriptural, and I really dug it, and I've listened to a couple of their podcasts, and so they had the one that was called January the 6th, and Phil Robertson was quite, was quite upfront, and he said, he said, I was a Donald Trump supporter. He said, I was a, I, he said, but you lost me. The moment you kicked, those guys kicked in the window on the front door. He said, I was with him even at the, when he was at the ellipse, you know, he said, I would, he said, I would have supported, he said he wasn't there physically, but he was, you know, he supported where Trump was going at, at the ellipse. But then as soon as those guys kicked in the door, he said, you lost me, you lost me. And to me, when I look at, when I look at someone who's going to be when I want to, when I want to see an effective leader, I want something like Mike Pence because to me, he displayed to me a lot of likable traits. Number one is courage under fire. You know, if he was a, if he was about protecting and saving face, he would have gotten that. He would have let his secret his secret service guys wanted to put him in the limo and get him out of there. Yeah, they wanted to leave. Yeah, they wanted to leave. No, we're going to stay here and we're going to, we are not going to cower in the face of a coup. And he stood for it. And to me, that's courage under fire. That's dignity. That's honesty. And, you know, we have, and what's bad about it is as a vice president, I mean, we kind of knew what we were getting with Joe a little bit, you know, because we've, we've seen Joe as a politician. Well, I've seen him as a politician ever since I was a kid. I mean, he was always he was always a burr in the Republican side. He was always this guy from Delaware who who always put it to the Republicans. But at the same time, he was also a guy who worked with Republicans. 
And when he was the president of the Senate, when he was vice president, he's president of the Senate, he did a good job with that. And, you know, but now we're getting this older age, you know, and I, and Janine and I both said, I mean, we're not Biden supporters, but you look at the guy, Biden tries to be honest and a straight shooter, <laughs> but it depends on what day of the week you get him on. You know, if he's had his meds and he got yeah. to bed on time, you know, he's personally, uh, he's a little too inconsistent. For yeah, me, right. Exactly. That would have been another good, um, that would have been another good one for the, for the poll too would have been, I mean, to you, to me, what, what do you, yeah. what do you see as when you look and you want to see a good presidential candidate, what do you want to see? Great question. Cause I wanted to get into this. So right off the bat. This is how I'm going about elections for now on. Okay. Starting right here. Unless a presidential candidate can give a clear yes or no answer to a yes or no question, I'll vote for him. If they can give a clear, honest answer and not dance around a yes or no question, they're already winning for me. And unfortunately, left, right, Democrat, Republican – most of them dance around questions, and frankly, I am tired of that mm -hmm, shit. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I don't see how you as a responsible voter can vote for somebody who cannot give a yes or no answer. Like, here, I'll go after – not to go after Democrats, but I'll go after AOC for a minute. There's a thing I saw where they were asking, like, would you support President Biden in the 2024 election? I saw that, and yeah. She did, and she's like, well, we got to see it. And they're like, so is it it's no well we gotta see it's like right off the bat red flag for me I, i'm not you're not going to give an honest yes or no answer i'm not going to trust you so my biggest thing is trust and being upfront and direct and i don't think personally i have not seen that in a politician in a very long time mm -hmm. and i want to truly start voting for people who i truly believe are fit to be president. And that right there is huge for me is trust. I'll give you, I'll give with that, with that, look, I'll, I'll make a comment on that. I want you to hear some, I want to hear some more of yours. Okay. There's a ghost out there. So there's a ghost out there that was called George Bush senior in his reelection bid in 1992. He was running against Bill Clinton and I remember it was Peter Jennings of ABC who was doing the who was the moderator of the debate, and he you know he had talked about the Reagan era taxes and all this other stuff, and you know he had made Peter Jennings had said hey you know are we going to do you know what what is your what is your campaign going to call for as far as to, and he's like and then he said it in the debate and then he said it again at the campaign read my lips no new taxes and you know two years two years into it into his into his presidency he was he he put we he raised taxes and when bill clinton got him in and all it was, in 88 it was michael dukakis 92 was um bill clinton and so bill clinton in 92 bill clinton in 92 just railed him on it i mean when he made that you know, when he, when he made that comment, I mean, it's like, okay, you said no new taxes. Here's what you did. And so I think from that ghost, people are afraid to put it out there on the line and say, I'm going, are you going to do this? Yes. I'm going to do this period. You know? I, so, yeah. So what else do you have then? Um, well, to go off of that too, I mean, it's, unfortunately that happens too they're direct they say they're going to do something and then they don't do it well guess what we have re-elections hey this guy wasn't honest or this woman wasn't honest about what they said they were going to do i'm sorry i'm not voting for you again next candidate mm -hmm. that's kind of where i'm at with it um so yeah honesty one um two i'm looking for someone that's Foreign policy is a really big thing for me. So I'm looking for somebody that has real experience working with other nations and in the foreign policy field, maybe some military experience. It's not really a 
huge thing for me. Um, I'm not going to vote for somebody just because they're a Navy SEAL or were a Navy SEAL. Um, but yeah, foreign policy is pretty big for me. The Navy, the Navy SEAL. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm Eric Grins and I'm a Navy SEAL. Going rhino hunting. <laughs> we're going rhino hunting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, and then I, th- I would say the third one. Mm, that's that's kind of the big two I, I have on my mind right now, and mm-hmm. maybe someone that's uh, okay. Here's one: somebody who's willing to compromise and isn't super, who has some decent views and isn't so far to the right or far to the left. Somebody who's willing to negotiate and work, and someone who's going to bring us together. I think is what I'm getting at. We need someone who's going to bring us together, not just politically, but as Americans. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that is huge in a leader right now, especially of all times. I like, we had a couple of comments here. Martin Hanley said, the other thing that I look at is, is what is their campaign strategy? Are you going to bash the other guy or talk about what you're going to do? Yeah, that's something I take into account too. It says a lot about the candidate. And, and then Tara, another one of our listeners said, exactly. It would be nice to see follow through. It's difficult to vote for someone regardless because it's always, I'm going to complete A, B, C, and then they never follow through with their promises. It, you know, in the history of studying presidents, you know, when you look at one who, you know, I go back to, uh, I, I look back at some, you know, Nixon's whole thing was, we're going to get out of Vietnam. I mean, he got us out of Vietnam. I mean, we looked, we, we went out of there totally with our pants down, but he got us out of Vietnam. Um, when you look at, you know, Kennedy talked, you know, about doing more for what, what can you do for your country? You know, starting the Peace Corps, starting, you know, and then going into, and then taking a hard line against the communists. We are not going to put up with any kind of crap from the communists. I think of guys like that who make statements and who weren't afraid to make statements and they stood by it, you know, stand by what you're going to say, you know, and you know, not, I was not a Trump person at all, but he said he was, what he said he was going to do with the economy. He did with the economy, but now we're feeling the after effects of that. So, you know, I can't. Yeah, I think most people forget that he was actually president when we started overstimulating the economy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, not, not to put all the blame on Trump, but I'm just right. making a point there. So let's look at it. So we got to kind of, which is good. We t- talked about uh, some things here. Um, what about? Uh, I want to ask you. What are your thoughts on? I'm going to kind of skip the list here because this yeah. is a name most people know. Go ahead, Ted Cruz. Personally. <laughs> And uh, the, one of the articles made a good point. Most people just don't seem to like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. I think what really killed him was when they, one thing that really killed him was what happened when they had that, what was it, the big snowstorm? Yeah. And, he, and he, uh, he goes off. His to like, uh, or was it Mexico or something? They went or, somewhere in the, and there was like the travel, you know, they, hey, you should, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to go back and be what, you know. Ted Cruz, I will say this. Ted Cruz was a, he is a legal. He the guy knows the law. He studied law. He's a he's a he's a. I believe he's a lawyer, and he knows stuff. I mean, he he's a he's a scholar when it comes to some of the stuff. But going from here to here is an issue with Ted, because he, you know, the guy. I'll say this for the guy. He has got a great sense of humor. Because I remember, I, I wish I could find this, this, uh, there was this, um, <laughs> he did this, um, uh, there was a cartoon, somebody made fun of him. They, they took his head and they put on this tattoo, like so they put Ted Cruz's head on Sean Phillips's body, just with all the tattoos on and everything like that. <laughs> and had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and Ted and somebody posted it on Instagram or on uh, Twitter and they named, they put it, they tagged him in it. And Ted Cruz, he said, that photo is not 100% accurate. I don't smoke. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. But he's just, you know, I think 
the thing I, and I was in the in that article that I sent you, one of the things that Ted Cruz tried to do was, you know, he tried to be anti-Trump, but now he's trying to recorrect yeah. re that and try to go back and get some of those far right people. And to me, Ted Cruz, he nice guy, but I think he's a little bit of a he, he's too flaky for me because he doesn't yes, have. He he's just he doesn't have. You know, when I look at somebody and I say they look presidential, Ted looks like he's getting ready to go deer hunting, you know, <laughs> an opening weekend, you know, and he left his permit in his other pants or something. I just, I, 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 I think he's, a, I think he's a great guy. I think he's a, you know, I mean, he's a great, he's a great speaker. He's a great orator. He gives, he's very concise, but he's just, ugh, you know. The one that really, yeah. what do you think about him? Uh, I, everything you said, I think the biggest thing was one, the thing that happened with the snowstorm, but also he just doesn't seem, I don't look at him and say, that's the leader of the free world right there. I, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. Well, the one guy that's, and I want to mention, oh, let's see. Oh, Tara says also off topic, but the second part, two party system sucks. Yes. We've had, we've definitely yeah. had that discussion before the two party system. Yes. It would. Uh, yes. Libertarian without feel like you're throwing your vote away. Yes. I've done that in the last two elections. I've voted libertarian. And I was just looking up who the libertarian possible I'm, candidates for 2024. I was going to say, who who is that? Who have they said? I, I don't know. I saw this one or this article from, I don't know what the name of this website is. Possibly Joe Jorgensen again. And I, I here's the thing. If, and we, we talked about this before we went on, or I may have talked to, I don't remember if I talked to you with you about it, or I think I talked with my brother about this, but if they would put, Joe Joe Jorgensen, I, I, do yourself a favor and go YouTube Joe Jorgensen speech videos. You will hear the most eloquent, educated, to the yeah, point. She she laid when, and they don't want her. I guarantee you, they do not want her on a debate platform because she would flat out destroy people. They wouldn't let her on the debates, and I, yeah. which, frankly, I thought was bullshit. You had to have. And here's what you have to have. Funny too. Remember all the people that were like, "Oh, Hillary can be the first woman president." Here was Joe Jorgensen, 2020 crickets. Same media that were putting that out before. Crickets. But they don't. They don't want to talk she about was, the libertarian. And here's the thing: there are a lot of disenchanted, not just Republicans. I read an article back during the 2016 election. That when they nominated Hillary, there were a ton of Democrats who were just, who were mad and left. And so many of my conservative friends were like, oh, you're voting for Jorgensen. That's just throwing your vote away. I said, actually, it isn't. And here's the research to prove it. You know, and I mean, there were a lot of disgruntled Republicans. I was one of them. I just said, look, I'm tired of, like you said, the party dancing and all this other stuff. And I would love to see. I mean, just give me one. the stigma would go away of that? Yeah, and libertarians. I mean, they're more to me. They're they're more for states' rights. Hey, I mean, they're they're like Thomas Jefferson. The government that governs the best is the government that governs the least. You know, and that is kind of their approach to it. And that and that's their approach. Um, but one other Republican I did want to mention before we go over the Democrat side, Tim Scott. Now, this is guy is a U.S. senator, yeah. African-American U.S. senator from South Carolina. This guy is purposely flying so low below the radar. But this guy is, he's getting a lot of, you know, he, he released a book this year. He released a book. And it, from what I've read about this book, there's a lot of presidential ease talk in it. And there's, I mean, it's, it's almost like it's a setup, you know, and I, I would love to see this. I mean, he's, well, first of all, he's my age, which isn't terribly old, but he's, you know, he's, he's African-American young guy. He's, he's got, he's more of a, he's more of a, he's a, he's, there's that line between moderate, moderate and conservatives. And he kind of, he's on that line right there. And, you know, I like the guy. 
Um, you know, they said he's, he's so far he's raised seven, he's raised $7 million in his reelection campaign. And they said, I mean, by all accounts, I mean, they say he's very popular in South Carolina and they say that this, uh, the way they put it was, uh, the article said it will be a sleepy reelection race for him, which means, you know, not going to be much of a contest. So, but yeah. I would love, I, um, uh, he's, he's the one that to me, out of all the repo him and Mike Pence, I think, you know, but I would love to, I would love to see Tim Scott throw his hat in. Yeah. I don't know enough about like what his views are and like what direction he wants to go. However, I've seen a couple of things with him, like speaking and he's very, I thought he was very well-spoken and mm -hmm. very like clear in how he presented stuff. And I like that about him. Um, yeah, I don't know quite enough about them yet to, so so yeah i think it on the democrat side so this is where the so there here are there are some good there are some solid democratic people young joe. joe so you know the fact that he is 79 years old and granted my dad's 88 okay but you know there's got to be some of the top names for the Democratic Party. Number one, uh, not she's not number one. She's my number one person that I'm going to mention is Stacey Abrams. Okay, uh, this so she is a rising star, especially in Georgia politics. Uh, she was the first, I believe, the first African American woman from Georgia to be elected to the house 2018 she tried to run she tried to run for governor and she narrowly lost her bid for governor to their current governor which is brian kemp but um she could you know she's actually so but and after she ran for re-election or she ran for her seat again in 2020 and got her seat back in 2020 and the chat part of the chat is right now that if she doesn't if she doesn't win her re-election bid, that the the Democrats are highly they're very grooming they're grooming this lady. I mean, but again, forty eight years old African American woman, um, and to me, her number one quality is to me she's young. She's not you know a part of the the decrepit old white guys club. You know, um, let me know. I'm gonna let, give one here that I know you probably have a, an opinion on, and that's put. Pete Buttigieg, or Buttigieg. Yeah, who is? I. It's kind of a weird name. So he is the former. He is the current secretary of the interior, I believe, under Biden. Secretary of transportation. Transportation. I knew it was one of the lower level, and he is. So he's the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and he is. He is. Not that it matters, but he is gay. He's a formal naval officer who he served in Afghanistan, graduated from Harvard, attended Oxford, attended Oxford University as a Rhodes Scholar. And when it comes to policy, political strategy, foreign affairs, this guy is a, this guy is just a mind. But the thing, you know, Oh no, that's not Pete Good. Not Pete Good. Buttigieg is not. I'll take that back. He's not the one who is uh, gay. It was the other guy. Um, no, I think I think it is him. Is it him? Yeah, he is openly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, He's an American politician. Yeah, from openly. Yeah, right. But here's the thing. He would, and he's he's forty. He's younger than me. He's forty, and when you listen to yeah, Martin says he is gay. So he, so he's he's forty, okay. And when you look at what he and his claim to fame is what he's done for the city of South Bend. If you've been, if you've heard of what South Bend was and how it's it has turned the corner in in its economics as far as industry. I mean, it was one of those cities that were kind of in the. I won't say they were in the Rust Belt because they're kind of. They're outside that industry, and so they're, I mean, they're just one of those 
you know, Midwestern towns that kind of was falling apart and he, you know, he turned them around. And I watched, I watched an interview with, uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg on, um, what was it on? It was one of the Sunday shows about, you know, uh, it was the Fox Sunday show. And the guy was like saying, you know, shouldn't you use the 25th amendment on Joe Biden? Cause he's this, and he just kept on coming back. He's like, look, let's look at the things that he has done. He's done this. He's done this. And I mean, he did this off the cuff. He didn't have his prepared notes. And he, Pete was just going, he did this. He did this. He did this. And, you know, here's the areas that we still need to improve upon. And he did this. And I was like, whoa. You know, and it was it was kind of, it was refreshing. Go back to what you were saying earlier about a politician who says and does you know, uh, you know, the other, uh, who was the, oh, I'm reading something here. I guess he, um, he was a big part of this, uh, act to respect for marriage act, which is, uh, trying to legal. It's like a same sex marriage act that he's trying to get approved in Congress. Mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know if he's the one that wrote it up, but I guess he was, he appealed to Congress this week, asking them to approve it. And apparently 157 House Republicans voted no on the respect of the marriage act. And I guess it's going to be going to filibuster from what I'm reading yeah. here. But know, he's fighting for gay rights, but after this whole Roe v. Wade thing happened. And I mean, well, you know, well, and I think I think what they're afraid of is that there's this going to be this this downslide. With the Republic, with, with what a lot of people, and I think, and I, we said that we've talked about this. We talked about this actually with Martin when he was on after the Roe v. Wade thing. On you know, this next election is going to be interesting as to see how much the Democrats are going to use it because you know, okay, if they've if they've overturned Roe v. Wade, what's next? What's what's next? What, you know, is gay marriage going to be the next thing that's going to come up on the block? And that's why he's trying to approve this, but it's right. like it's not even. Yeah, it won't get yeah. So that's, that's yeah, that could change the and these, election up big time. Matt. And these next two I want to mention are the ones that are the most concerning to me. Um, you know who one of them is, but I want to mention the other one first. Gavin Gavin Newsom, governor of California, very outspoken individual. He is, you know, he's he served as lieutenant governor, San Francisco mayor. Which that in and of itself is a, yeah. San Francisco is just a poo show, and it's terrible what goes on in San Francisco. I'm anxious to talk to one of my former students who is from San Francisco. She just went out to California for her sister's graduation. I I'm gonna try to text her when she gets back, and then we'll say, hey, how was the miserable? We call it, she called she told me she called it the miserable mile because right outside the San Francisco International Airport. When you go out onto whatever the road is that goes right outside of the airport, they have what is over one or two miles of just homeless camps set up on the side of the road. And she calls it the, she said the stench, the, you know, and they never, I mean, as much as they have tried, they cannot tackle that homeless issue out there. And, but uh, this July, as in this month, he started on one of the, I thought was interesting. He began airing a television ad in Florida markets targeting the Republican governor, Ron DeSantis. Okay. Um, Newsom, uh, you know, he's, he's very, they label him as a progressive. Um, he, he passed, a, he signed a bill this week that basically protected a woman's abortion rights in California. Um, and so, you know, He's not, he's not one that would, he's, he is, I don't, I don't know if I want to say he's liberal, liberal, but he's, he's kind of that, he's kind of like that mid-level, you know, when they, I get nervous when Democrats use the word progressive because the way that the progress, yeah. the word, the way the word progressive was used back, like in Teddy Roosevelt, Woodrow, a Woodrow Wilson Democrat progressive, a progressive Woodrow Wilson Democrat is different than a Gavin Newsom progressive Democrat. I mean, th those two terms to me, they're, you know, when somebody says they're a progressive today, that, that's, you know, that, that kind of bothers me. 
Um, what do you have any thoughts on Gavin Newsom? My only thoughts are like personally from what I've seen him do with his state, I'm not impressed. So I mean, if I don't see someone like that being good for our country, if their state's just a total mess right now. Yeah. Um, and I saw some some of the stuff that happened during COVID with him. I was just like, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean the whole that was, and I think we're next to New York. They were one of the longest ones who kept not only the mask oh, man yeah. mask mandate, but also the uh, schools out of set schools doing virtual. And yeah. yeah, Martin says he's not impressed with how he has handled California either. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, his handling of COVID was also a mess too. I'd agree with that. Yeah, the amount of small businesses that, that guy ruined. Um, no, I I can't support that. And the last one we want to mention tonight, which is near and dear to Travis and mine's heart, is good old J.B. Pritzker. And if you, I don't know if we have any Illinois listeners on tonight or not, but if you don't know about J.B., you need to educate yourself because he is another one who is being groomed heavily, heavily by the Democratic machine and when I say the machine, the, the Democratic political machine is alive and well in the city of Chicago. Um, you can ask Travis. I'm sure there's not a nary a Republican in in uh, in in Chicago politics. But JB, he his big kick right now, of course. Uh, now Martin says, please tell me he's not a he's not a front runner. Uh, he's you know. It's being discussed. It's being discussed. And oh, before I go into Tara, I want to mention, Tara wanted to mention something about Gavin Newsom. That's all over California. You can't get into any bathroom in any gas station or fast food restaurant without buying something there and their key and getting a key because the homeless population is so vast. We left California, but I will say that the streets and specifically San Francisco had the most amount of urine puddles. Oh my God, urine puddles. It was like playing the sidewalk is lava. <laughs> what? That's insane. That's, oh my God. Oh my gosh, Tara, that's great. That's great. Yeah. He, <laughs> the sidewalk is, example, the yeah. sidewalk. Oh my gosh, that's great. No, but JB, so JB, you know, coming to Illinois politics, I mean, he is a, uh, self-made million a billionaire okay his family is uh, uh the hyatt hotels his family is the one who is the pretty much the majority owner of the hyatt hotel chain and his you know he's in his re-election campaign and he's up for re-election this fall he's went outside of illinois um, and I only know this because I see him on, you know, whenever we read in the paper, you know, Pritzker to visit Indiana. And I mean, it's, you know, going into Indiana, he's not going like to Cal, but I mean, he's doing Indiana, Ohio, Iowa, you know, trying, I, I don't know what his purpose is in doing that, but his, you know, the, his, you know, he had a pretty bold, his response to the Highland Park shooting on July 4th. You know that everybody said, "Oh, that's gonna that's gonna be the thing that pushes him." But the thing about JB is this, and Travis, well, we had this discussion beforehand. If there's something in Illinois to tax, JB has taxed it, will tax it, or is taxing it. A couple of a couple of examples, real life examples, and Travis says they already have this in Chicago. But JB, for a time, toyed with the idea of the plastic bag tax. And it was going to be a five-cent ta usage tax per bag on plastic bags. Now, Travis, is that something that is commonplace up in Chicago, or is it? So Yeah, it's either uh, five or ten cents. I don't remember for sure. So that's something that, that's something that they ran with up there. We also have uh, an uh, tax on the other one that gained a lot of ground, but it scared a lot of people and raised a lot of eyebrows was his proposed gas usage tax. And the way the gas usage tax was going to work, he was going to charge 0 0.003 for every mile that you traveled in a year. Now you say, well, how in the heck, 
how in the heck would he do that? The proposal was that on your newer cars, we all have them. If you've got any, I don't know when they started putting the computer chip thing in the cars, but if you, if you go to your, you know, right there below your fuse panel in your car in, in my truck, it's just, it's over on the left-hand side. It's the computer port that they, you, you know, your mechanical plug into and read your codes and all that stuff. And now there's insurance companies that give you, they'll send you a little like all state progressive, um, Liberty Mutual does this. They send you these little things that you you can plug in, and it gauges like you know how fast you take off, and it gauges how you know over the past year you know how how you do you brake hard do you you know, and they they give you benefits from that. Well, JB's thing was I don't know if he had an in with somebody or what it was, but he was going to make it to where okay every Illinois citizen puts one of these things in their car. And when you go to really renew your your license tag every year, you take in your little thing, and then they plug it in, and it it'll it'll spew out whatever your mileage was for that year. And you say, well, .003, that's not that bad. But I was talking to Travis. So at the time when we were living in Pittsville, Janine was putting in close to seven hundred and fifty miles a week, going back and forth from Pittsville to Springfield. I was putting on uh, I forgot what I said, 90 miles. So I was putting on 360 miles a week going back and forth from Pittsfield to Clopton. You, you know, then you do, you add all that up. That's a lot of cash. And that's the kind of progressive he is. And what, what spoke out and the story that spoke out to me about what kind of, you know, we, we talked about honesty and everything earlier with JB. So he has, he has three mansions in Chicago and Travis, I'm sure you've heard this story before, but they are all three condemned properties. But you look at the outside pictures, they look marvelous. Okay. But since they are listed as condemned properties, he doesn't have to pay as high as a property tax. They are listed as a can as a condemned property because they do not have, he went in and pulled all the toilets and all the sinks out of the, uh, out of these mansions. And so it goes from being a, a livable space into a non-livable space. And, and that's how, I mean, I don't know how much money you end up saving on it. And they were supposed to have, it was supposed to have went to federal court. I never did hear, knowing JB, he probably found his way out of it or something like that. But, you know, that to me is just the epitome of, you know, douchebaggery, dishonesty, whatever you want to call it, you know, to where you, it's, it's like, what do we have to do? And, you know, just to kind of put this all in a, to put this all in a nice little box, what do we have to do? What do the, what do you think the American people need to do or what can we do to, to change all who's running. I mean, you look at who's you look at who's who who do you think is really deciding who the candidate gets to be? Just I have an answer. It's not theoretical, but I mean I have an who do you think what do you think it is that decides who gets to be the candidate for that party? Uh whoever the leader of the party is or whoever runs the party. It's not the people. No. And it's not the people. It should be the people. It should be the people, but it's also, think about this. We mentioned CPAC earlier. Political action committees, okay, and the court case that happened in 2007, and it's, it's escaping me right now, but it basically said, you know, the, it challenged campaign finance rules and said that money equals free speech. Okay, and so if these if these political action committees, if these groups want to donate millions of dollars to a campaign, that's free speech, and that was that was that was such a I think that was such a blow to the system because you know people like you and I, if 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 someday I had an insane quality that just sprouted up in my mind and said, I want to run for U.S. Senate 
or I want to run, for, I want to run for president. Let's just go crazy and just say, I want to run for president. It's impossible for a guy like me or a guy like you. I mean, even into the upper middle class and even lower upper class, you know what I'm saying? For those people to be able to say, I want to make a difference. I want to make a stand. You, it, you have to find somebody who's got very deep pockets, who's willing. And so those are the people who are dictating what go, who, who gets in there. It's, it's not us, the people, you know, I, politicians, you know, yeah. And yeah. Dan, and, uh, Tara said corporations in the top 1% decide the candidates. That's exactly right. When you looked at what the elect, how the electoral college was originally set up underneath the 12th amendment. And you look at how, you know, it was the state legislatures who were truly deciding the electorate and who were, and they were listening to what their people said. And they were, you know, when it came to actually saying, okay, when the, the first, the first political party convention was actually the, it was the, um, I think it was the Whigs in 1846, you know, they went with who their people said. This is who we're going with. This is what the majority of the people said. There wasn't money that was being funneled into it. You know, we were still in our infancy stage. But now when you look at these political conventions and you look at these political fundraisers and, you know, Hillary, Hillary Clinton was infamous in her last ele in her election campaign that she had a $50,000 a plate luncheon as a campaign fundraiser. Okay. Who's... Who's, who's paying 50 grand to, you know, to go to these things? It's not you or me. 50 grand is a, you know, a, a used it's car. Salary. Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's a used car. It's my, yeah, it's my yearly salary. I mean, to me, if to get, when we, we, uh, to go back to what we originally said, you know, what qualities do you want to see? What do you want to see when we say we want to see we the people? We're not we the people anymore. It's either we the party or it's we the millionaires, we the aristocrat, however you want to say it. You know, and like you said earlier, Travis, I mean, it's it's not about the issues anymore. It's about dividing us right down the middle. Look at that guy. He's a, you know, he's a dirtbag. That guy's a derp. Yeah. Let's talk about what we need to truly make America functioning and united as one. That's that to me is what I want to see. Yeah, um, me too. Um, but, to answer your question really quick, yeah. About, you know what? What do we need to see? Mm -hmm. It's just I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It comes down to us voters making responsible decisions and educating ourselves. Educate yourself is. Do your due diligence and research these candidates. Why are you voting for that person? Oh, well, CNN said this. No, that's not good <laughs> enough. Tell me why you are voting for that person. What are they doing that you like? What are their views that you like? What have they done the past 10 years that has looked good on their resume? What have they actually done? Most people can't answer that question. I, I can tell you right now, I still have no clue who I'm voting for in midterms. I have yeah. no clue who I even want to see as president. I, can, I haven't done the research yet. I'm not just going to put a check off a box of somebody just because of a political party. And I think too many people do that. And we've got, we become lazy voters. Our, our, I think America has become lazy voters. Our primary is next is August the 2nd. I can tell you who I'm not voting for. Navy seal, Eric Reitens. So that's who I know. I've still got to do my research on who the number two guy is and at least hope that he's right on. <laughs> we're gonna go rhino hunting but man thanks for the holy cow i love seeing it when the chat board is man full tonight we yeah, had it's a good interaction tonight. we had great interaction we had a large viewing audience tonight thank you guys so much so much remember if you want the free t-shirt what do you got to do you got to like and share this tonight share this broadcast tonight Get it out there. Get your name in because a week from tonight, right now, there are three names in there right now. And it's, um, it. <laughs> it's 
One of them is, it's me. It's, it's, yeah. It's a 25% chance you can win. Right, right. It's, so Martin, Martin, I know you're still listening because I just saw you comment there. So Martin, you need to, you need to like and share this so you can get your name in. Uh, oh, and oh, look at that free plug from Martin Hanley. By the way, American traditional coffee K cups are awesome. <laughs> Free plug right That's there. Awesome. Well, I like that. Yeah. Thank and, you for that. And Martin said, Martin said, he's Martin said, I shared it tonight. So now Martin is in the, there he is. He's in for the running. So there you go. We want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Great discussion. It's usually, these are the episodes that scare us the most, but they end up usually being, being the most watched and the most participated in. So, Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. You know, Sean, Sean did text me just a few, well, about 30 minutes ago, said he got stuck in traffic, late meeting. Sean, buddy, it's all right. We love you. And, uh, infamous LA traffic. We oh heard. yeah. Our, yeah. Our, man's living it now. Our man is living it and he's, he's, he's feeling it. So join us next week and when we will have some great discussion, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, you name it, we're on it. So like us, share this broadcast tonight, share our stuff tomorrow, and we'll get you in the drawing for the shirt next week. Until then, we'll see you all next week. See you guys.